Hello there. Welcome back to my podcast. Right now, on my end, it is February 6th, and it is 2.55 a.m. I can't sleep at the moment. I've been up since 11.30 p.m. (laughs) My sleep cycle is a little bit off at the moment. Yesterday, I didn't go to bed until 4 a.m., and I pretty much slept until noon, (laughs) which is really disgusting. But whatever, at least I slept. And the reason why I was up uh, the previous night was because I was working the phone sex operating lines. That was interesting. That was very interesting. (laughs) People are just very interesting. Um, yeah, so I guess technically yesterday I was asleep for, um, you know, a majority of the morning. And then when I woke up at around noon, I ran some errands. I got my necessities. I bought a bunch of energy drinks because I'm going to need those when I go do Zumba, uh, for the rest of this week. (laughs) I um, took some cough medication earlier too, like NyQuil, because I kind of felt a little bleh, and that shit knocked me out (laughs) around 7 p.m., and then that's when I woke up at around 11.30ish, and yeah, I've been up since then. It's been okay. I hate I hate admitting this. I kind of feel a little bit ashamed admitting this, but I've been having some really, really, really overwhelmingly strong alcohol cravings uh, tonight, and I've seriously thought about drinking, and I still I'm still craving it at this moment. But I don't I don't want to I don't want to drink, and so that's why I decided to just record a podcast right now. <laughs> I don't want to disappoint myself. <laughs> I This is important for me. It is important for me to continue on with this sobriety. If you hear me typing in the background, it's because I'm, I'm working at the same time as I'm recording this. I, I know that might sound a little weird, maybe a little counterproductive, but I gotta do what I gotta do, and someone just sent me a chat message on um, the, the the phone sex operating thing. It's cool, because you don't just make money through phone calls, you make money through, like, chat, like the chat features. And right now, I'm just uh, communicating with someone and learning about fe- forced feminization, <laughs> and that, that that's fascinating. Huh. I guess trust is important. Trust that the Dom won't take it too far. Makes sense. Safety is something I value. <laughs> I, I guess in a way I can kind of disclose what's happening. So this guy is asking me if I would be into forcing feminization on him. And I'm just explaining to him that I like trying to figure out the psychology behind um, certain fetishes or certain 
sexual um, activities, categories, and he's just explaining to me that he, let me, let me see, because I said, um, if you don't mind me asking, what does the individual on the receiving end get from it? And he said, oh, it's the feelings of submission, the feeling of vulnerability, feeling totally emasculated, no longer being considered male in the eyes of others. And I'm just asking him, um, is an element of trust important in this process? And he's just basically telling me, I guess trust is important and trust that the the dom won't take it too far. I kind of reiterated that before. And so I'm just trying to understand and I'm just telling him it makes sense. Safety is is something I value, which... I do. <laughs> I think whenever it comes to sexual activity, no matter how um, not so vanilla it is, I think safety is always the most important thing. Being safe in your body, being safe in your mind, making sure that you're not going to um, get hurt. And I, I guess that's what I'm just trying to always emphasize in these conversations. But as I mentioned before, there are some conversations I get where, well, especially on the phone where, you know, I pretend to be swatting myself with a paddle, but in reality, I'm pretty much just grabbing an item and swatting my couch with it. (laughs) An element of fear. would do but deep down knowing that it won't go too far I'm just trying to understand things and I'm not sorry about that I'm not sorry about trying to ask and try to understand certain things certain fetishes, certain activities that people engage in. It means a lot to me to be able to communicate with people and to find um, that common ground to see where how I can understand something. <laughs> As I'm talking right now, so uh, sorry, I'm, I, I guess this is going to be like a stream of consciousness once again. Uh, this, I guess this is the type of theme that I'm going to be focusing on for my podcast for now. It's just going to be a stream of consciousness, just reflecting on my current state, current things that are kind of happening in my day-to-day life, which I don't, I don't mind sharing it because as I say, um, I'm very appreciative of whoever's listening to me. I fucking appreciate it. And people that can resonate with what I'm saying, cool. If I'm entertaining you, cool. If I'm boring you, well, just click off to do something more productive with your life. Um, but yeah, uh, sobriety, sobriety, (laughs) working at home, connecting with people. Uh, yeah. Yesterday was just really off. I, I slept a lot and then I took cough medication and I slept even more and then now I'm awake at a weird time and I didn't do Zumba yesterday. I wanted to take a little break because my knee has been feeling a little bit weird. So I wanted to rest my knee and I pretty much just chilled. Being sober is 
it's hard. I hate admitting it sometimes. Like, I don't know, like right now it just feels really hard, but it helps that to, to, to talk it out because as I'm talking it out, I feel like I'm able to kind of ground myself a little more and just remember, come on, like I, this is something that I really want to work for for myself. Sobriety has been beautiful. Sobriety has helped to just... Re- I feel like it's just going to help reset me in general. It's pretty cool. Tomorrow, it's going to be two weeks of sobriety. 14 days of sobriety tomorrow. That, that That's awesome. That That's really cool. <laughs> I think the last time I was about two weeks sober was in August. And... Yeah... I remember the last time I was sober, what pushed me into becoming sober was I took some DMT. (laughs) I took some DMT with some person that I was chilling with very, very casually at the time. They were were really cool. Um, They kind of help remember who I am at that given moment. So um, they came over. To my place we smoked dmt and when i took a hit i was kind of reunited with this weird alien family and they burnt off my face and they told me hey um you need to start treating yourself better because if you don't treat yourself better this is what's going to happen to you and i was like wait what why i'm gonna get my fur my, my face burnt off and they were like, oh, yeah, alcohol is um, inflammatory. <laughs> and they were, they were just telling me, hey, stop hiding. Stop hiding yourself. It was really weird. <laughs> and when I... It's cool because DMT is... You're, 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 all, you're, you're in a different place <laughs> mentally for no more than 15 minutes 20 minutes and you know you can just go about your day-to-day life afterwards it's not like mushrooms where you're on it for like hours it's not like alcohol where it impairs you i mean it does kind of impair you very momentarily but it's only like 15 20 minutes tops and that was the last time i actually went i i tried going sober and I lasted for a good two weeks, maybe a little over two weeks. And then what happened, I don't want to disclose too much on what happened, what made me relapse. But basically, I ended up having a roommate temporarily in um, September. And this roommate of mine was someone I went to high school with. Um, he's a gay guy. Um, we were really good friends back in high school, but things were really 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 bad things took a really bad turn um in just three weeks like everything just (laughs) fell apart and and then when things fell well i ended up drinking because they were they were in my company and they 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 were always very he, he was always very um like let's go out, let's go get some drinks, let's let's just chill, let's hang out, let's go get some drinks, just just shit like that. And I was like, okay, I'll just do that. But then um, three weeks went by, and there's just this incident that occurred that was it's it's super traumatizing. What happened, and it threw me off for a very 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 long time. And after I basically they had to they had to go. Um, cops got involved he had to go he fucking told me the worst things ever he, side note 
watch out for the people that claim to be your best friend that claim to well not all not all the time um hold on i'm I'm responding to a to a chat right now my client is asking me how far would you want to take forced feminization and i'm basically gonna tell him give me an example of how extreme someone went with you So anyways, as I was saying, just be careful for the people that claim to be your best friend, that claim to understand you the most. Not everyone is good. Not everyone is like malicious or has really bad intentions. Um, Just just. And but basically, sometimes it's the people that. That put you on a I don't want to say put you on a pedestal, but it's like they they praise you. They say that they understand you or they even like make they they even say the right things to make it seem like they truly understand you they listen to you they know all your deepest darkest secrets sometimes these individuals are the ones that fuck you over the worst that end up fucking like blowing up in your face and just just i, I don't know looking back though i was just in a, in a very vulnerable place in my life i was being exploited up the ass like i was hella fucking exploited at that time i was being used up and i was heartbroken as shit i was so fucking heartbroken and angry and and sad and and just being exploited and just spiraling into my freaking substance abuse and totally in the victim mentality totally in the fucking victim mentality and everything just went to shit and cops got involved and my roommate basically had to get the fuck away from me i i didn't want to stand for his shit and i didn't have to chris yeah that's you chris if you're listening to this if you ever get a hold of this you you remember the fucked up shit you told me I never returned that to you. And I'm so happy I never returned that message back to you. But thank you so much for fucking dis- nearly destroying me. For, for being that, that additional final nail to my fucking destruction. Thank you for, for just being that little nail on top. Along with other shitty things that were happening at the time. Which you fucking know. Thank you for doing that. Because now i remember who the fuck i really am and i'm not gonna stand for people like you who are fucking fake who fucking steal shit you find your own peace you find your own peace okay i'm still a bit salty about it i hate admitting it it's been fucking months this has been going this happened in september i'm still salty about it because the way you treated me that night the things you told me that is unacceptable and i do wish i told you that at that time but no i shut my mouth i shut my mouth because i did not want to stoop down to your level but now what i would want to say is thank you for reminding me who i really am thank you for making me stronger You can't break me down. You never could. Best of luck to you.
Mm. Hold on. Give me a moment. If you hear me swallowing water, it's because I'm taking one of my magnesium. My, my, my blah, blah, blah. I can't talk. My magnesium um, supplements. Mm. Sorry, I'm reading one of the, the chat the chat messages. I was once transformed from male to female in public, then taken back to her place and tied to a chair. I had given her my keys and wallet. She did all the driving. Oh, damn. Total control for her. Should probably ask him <laughs> what did you end up wearing <laughs> well anyways reworking this stuff processing through this stuff where where was i at before all this oh yes i'm almost two weeks sober the last time i was two weeks sober was back in sept like august late august september and then i relapsed because i had um a roommate who like drinking and i was like okay i'll drink with you and then shit just blew up in my face and then i just went into this harsh downward spiral where i pretty much drank nearly every day from september up until january and then january like last month i didn't i didn't make the decision to to um give into sobriety until january 24th that's my that's the date of my last drink january 24th that was also the date that i had my interview <laughs> which by the way i don't think i got the job and as i've been processing through things that's something that i'm actually happy with like if i did not get the job i'm okay with that because i rem i'm starting to remember now that i have so much more to give to the collective rather than just limiting myself to an environment that the energy's just very negative and very low. So I have so much more to give to the collective and I need to start practicing and remembering and start discovering and start actually establishing the things that I want to give back to the collective. I want to be heard. I know that probably sounds, it may sound narcissistic. Hey, Pasha, if you're listening to this, I'm, we're all narcissistic in some way, but not, not, not like in a bad way, sorry. Anytime I, anytime I mention something like, I'm sorry if I sound narcissistic, it's because someone put the seed in my head that I'm narcissistic. But you, but you know what? I call bullshit on that. I think we all have narcissistic traits. But I'm not a malicious, full-blown narcissist. So, fuck you, Pasha, but... <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. Ooh. I want to be heard. I don't want to be liked. I don't want to be revered. I don't want to be put on a pedestal. I want to be heard, and if people can, can relate to me, if they can resonate with some of my messages cool i think when you're able to resonate with someone's message or you're able to relate with someone's experience there's connection there there's connection there there's that there's that idea at that given moment that you are truly not alone in this world your experience yes it is very unique but 
There has to be at least one person out there in the world that's gone through something similar to whatever you're going through. Sorry, I'm like texting. Well, not texting, but messaging back this client of mine. He's like, would you like to see a photo of me tied to a chair? And I'm like, yes. What do you like to wear? <laughs> I'm sorry. As I'm typing this up, I kind of I kind of feel like, you know, it's it the tables are turning in this situation. Usually it's the clients that are like, oh, baby, so what are you wearing? What do you like to wear? If we were hanging out right now, what would you wear for me? And it's so funny because it's like the tables are turning in this situation. This guy's just asking me like, hey, would you like to force feminization on me? Um, and I was just like, okay, give me an example of like what happened to you that seemed a little bit extreme. And right now he's telling me that he had a girl that forced him to dress up as a girl and they walked around in public and he was like kind of like on a leash, like tethered to her. And then when they got back home, she tied him to a chair <laughs> but and, and she had like control of like his keys, his wallet, and she would just like go in and out of like whatever the fuck they were staying at. <laughs> oh my God. I kind of like this because I don't, I don't know. I think it's, be okay, I hate, I hate saying this. I'm processing things and I just happen to be processing, processing this shit out loud. But I think the reason why I'm so fascinated by forced feminization is because I've been on the other end where these guys, where guys are just fucking misogynistic and they're like, oh, put this on. Oh, wear this. Oh, like, let me have control of your life and blah, 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 blah. And then this one, it's like, I want you to dress me up as the girl. I want you to humiliate me. I want you to, to tie me up. I want you to subject me to like, your own domination and i don't know it just feels really empowering it's not, it, it probably sounds a little fucked up but it's like i've just been so hurt by men in the past where it's like okay <laughs> okay <laughs> you want me to force this on you you're a very brave volunteer <laughs> thank you and so he just sent me a photo and he's like, he's literally in a business attire and he's wearing a wig and he looks like a lady. <laughs> he's just like, I just wish she tied my ankles to in this photo. <laughs> Ooh, yes. I'm like, ooh, yes, tight ankles would have added would have added more to the effect. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Hi, mom and dad. Hi, mom and dad. Hi, mom and dad. <laughs> I love you guys. Remember, your baby girl's an adult and she does adult things, but she's safe and she's she's gradually getting into a better place now. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just starting to feel better, thank God. And I'm, I'm trying to drink my water, too. I'm just trying to hydrate. I, I messed up my sleep cycle. I'm probably not going to go to bed again until, like, fucking 7 a.m. or something, something like that. Or, like, 10 a.m. and then waking up and doing Zumba around 5. <laughs> it's Thursday. Zumba is at 5.30. <laughs> 
probably just gonna end up um having one of my energy drinks and just i don't know i might as well just stay up for the rest of the day and then crash out early after zumba and yeah but i'm addicted to making money side note oh my god side confession i'm addicted to making money <laughs> i'm just trying to recover that's it and plus i just want to i want to save i, I want to um bunch up some uh, mini vacation money I think that's the awesome thing about being self-employed. You can be your own boss. You can set yourself to like work how however much you want to work. Um, you set your own hours. You can go on vacation whenever you want. I mean, obviously, you have to be responsible about it and make sure you have money saved up. You have money stored up for a rainy day and shit like that. Because life happens. You know, life happens. You can, you can be as careful as you want to be, but you never know what you're going to encounter out there in the world. Um... And the reason why I say that is, uh, I don't know. I think back in the day when I used to be super, super hella fucking anxious all the time, I would get these episodes of anxiety that would just be way too intense. And I would, and I would just be worried about just like my day to day life. And, um, I would be like, oh my God, what if I ever got into a car accident? Like, I always have to make sure I have enough money in case like shit happens and then people are always going to try to put the blame on you and insurance and all this stuff and I used to worry about dumb shit like that but then I because like I saw it happen in my family especially my mom my mom used to work in downtown LA and she would just run she would all she would always encounter like an like a like a fender bender at least once a year and that that shit gave me a lot of anxiety seeing it as a kid i was like oh fuck like am i gonna go through shit like that when i'm an adult am i gonna go through shit like that where i'm gonna get into fender benders which knock on wood that's never actually happened to me the worst that's ever happened to me was just um getting a pop tire like fucking driving through something that had like na fucking nails and the big ass nail just went through one of my tires and then boom, like my tire was deflated the next day. <laughs> that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And once again, knock on wood. But when I was growing up as a kid, I would see like my, my parents just going through these like really shitty, like little tribulations, like fender benders and just, I don't know, shit happening. My dad also worked in the LA area, so traffic is just, it's a bitch in LA. <laughs> wow, my, streams of, my stream of consciousness is going everywhere right now. <laughs> so yes, addicted to money right now. I always want to make sure I'm prepared because I've, I've been through shit. I've, I've seen people go through shit. And so, and, and it's just always nice to be prepared. <laughs> boom I, I, that, that's what i'm trying to get at <laughs> so it's like you, you can be as cautious as you can but you don't know what you're gonna run out run, run run into out there in the in the real world but at the same time you don't want to be so fucking anxious to the point where it holds you back from actually living your life boom I, that's what i'm trying to communicate like for example i i've gone through some periods of time where my anxiety is, is just way through the roof and i I, I don't even I don't even go to Zumba like I've had I've had moments like that in the past like it it would get to the point where I didn't even want to go to Zumba because I was just so fucking scared something would happen and that that's shitty because I love Zumba and Zumba helps to reset me 
And I don't know. Sometimes our anxiety can get in the way of us doing the things that actually help keep us sane. And it shouldn't be like that. But it happens. <laughs> and we find our ways through work to work through it, which is nice. <laughs> so blah 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 <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm just starting to wake up a little more i'm starting to feel a little better uh i had a burrito not so long ago that's another thing i've been noticing since i've chosen sobriety i've been i've been actually feeding myself like i've been actually eating for once because before when I would just be drinking a lot of alcohol. Uh, I wouldn't be eating that much because in my mind, it's really fucked up the logic I had. I was like, wow, alcohol has so many calories, which it does for the most part. There's a lot of sugars in it and just, just empty calories. And so um, I would end up starving myself a lot of the time from actual food or if anything, I would just have like one food item a day and then I would just drink like everything like i would drink probably upwards to like a thousand calories like a thousand of my calories would just be alcohol and then i would just probably have some oatmeal <laughs> or some cucumbers it, it was it, just, it was just really shitty or just something from the dollar menu at either del taco or like taco bell it's it's really bad <laughs> it's really bad and so lately i've been trying to like make myself eat a little bit more I bought some pemmican because pemmican is really fucking amazing. I have some jerky. Um, sometimes I just grab a really cheap ass burrito from like Del Taco. Like I ate that not so long ago, and it, I don't know. Like I feel, I feel a lot better actually eating food than just drinking alcohol. And ever since I've like chosen to become sober i feel like my my gut microbiome has adjusted a lot more they say alcohol is just horrible for your digestive system which i agree because when i was you know a full-blown alcoholic sometimes my bowel movements were very runny sorry for the tmi but hey we're human you shit too so fuck you <laughs> you shit too um, alcohol just wreaks havoc on the digestive system and I pretty much experienced that firsthand like I would get really bad bowel movements and sometimes when I would be drinking excessively where it's like okay let's start fucking pouring in some Tito's in there like oh you're gonna have some white claw okay let's add some Tito's some shots of Tito's let's mm, freaking put some Corvassier in there too and like it, I, I put my body through so much fucking unnecessary hell. Like, it got really bad to the point where I was shitting blood. <laughs> and that's really fucking concerning. It was either, it was so runny and so uncontrollable and violent, or it would just be like, I can't fucking shit. And it's been a week and I can't fucking shit. And now I feel like ever since I'm, I've been going sober, my like my gut microbiome has been like readjusting itself and my you know my bms are a lot more um they're stabilizing i mean some days it's very runny but at least i'm not i'm not bleeding internally <laughs> i'm not bleeding it's not like a black char color sorry for the tmi but you know it's starting to look 
like normal stuff. Like it is like, and it's probably because I'm actually fucking eating for once. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so when I had my um my burrito earlier, I don't know. Like it, it just like I feel good right now. And now I'm just drinking water. I put some lemon in my water, and I I feel good. I feel really good. And <sighs> I'm recovering. I'm healing. I'm sober. I feel better each and every day overall. I mean, I'm going to have my moments where things dip down and it feels really bad and off, but I, I can work through it now. I don't have to stay in that low state. I don't have to feed that low state. I am valuable. We're all valuable. But I see my own value. And I want to build up on my own value. And I want to help uplift others. Like through Zumba. I fucking love going to Zumba. I fucking love like leading routines. I fucking love putting on a smile. As I'm leading the routines. I love putting out that energy. I love helping a raise the vibration. I love loosening up. I love temporarily forgetting about the fuck shit or whatever fuck shit's happening in the world or in my day-to-day -day life. There's hope, finally. I am so happy that I am finding my own hope. I am happy that I am finally reclaiming my own power. I am happy that I am rejecting the horrible words that People that I used to cherish in my heart have told me. I am so happy I am rejecting those false words, those false claims that people that I used to see as really close friends told me to put me down. I know they say usually what people tell you, you shouldn't take it to heart, but sometimes when it comes from someone that you, you think at that given moment, that you felt at that given moment was someone very important in your life, it, it's hard sometimes. And that's something that, that I've had to really, really, really work through. And I still, some, sometimes it'll, it'll come back in my memory where we'll, I'll, I'll remember something really hurtful someone told me. Um, but at least I'm not allowing it to beat me up as how I used to allow it to beat me up before. And I hate admitting that I, I, I've been in that place before where other people's words have really affected me. I hate admitting that, but I don't, I'm not alone. I know there's other people out there that have gone through that. I know there's other people out there that were put down by the people that they felt they truly fucking loved at that given moment, and they took their words to heart. It's It fucking hurts, and it can be so fucking debilitating. And you know, they're like, oh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never, like, whatever, whatever the fuck hurt me or whatever. Dude, sometimes it can. Even, especially if it comes from someone that you you care about, that, that you, you want to say you fucking love. And I think sometimes, well, for me, as I'm processing through, through it, I think sometimes the reason why it, I, I can see it that way is because some, some of us, you know, in our childhoods, if we had a parent that was harsh on us, you know, usually the parent or a parent figure is someone that's supposed to make you feel loved, you know, at least some sort of unconditional love, feel secure, feel safe. 
And if you were given really harsh messages from someone like that in your in your early life, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna affect you. And when you when you run into people in your life that you feel like there should be like a level of unconditional love like that, and you know you're subjected to to um, you know being put down, it it's kind of has like that same effect. I'm sorry, I'm struggling to explain myself, but I'll just say it, I'll just say it like this: When I was growing up as a kid. Look, I love my mom and my dad, but there were just some moments in my childhood where they told me some really messed up things. And it happens. I mean, no one's perfect. I know for me, I, I would love to be a parent, but yes, it does terrify me that one day I might have I would I have that potential to probably end up saying something fucked up to my future child. And sometimes, depending on how sensitive or how how harsh that message was, you you kind of carry it with you, whether you want to admit it or not, or or you're able to process through it and realize that no, that is not the actual truth. This is who I really am. But you know what? Sometimes there's just moments where you just carry that shit with you. Sometimes unknowingly, and then things bleed bleed into the future, and then you run into people that kind of end up doing that the same thing to you they, they end up putting you down and it can be from someone that you you love or you think you love at that given moment it could be from a significant other it could be from a best friend and when you start hearing these really harsh things from someone like that that you that you love that you care about that you you value i, I guess in a way their opinion when harsh things are said they can be taken to heart very deeply and they can wound you and I've, I've just been processing through things that have been told to me that aren't necessarily true I mean maybe there is a grain of truth to it but it's just blown out of proportion and I've just been learning how to let that shit go I don't want to go into specifics of what exactly I've been told I mean, I kind of give some hints like, fuck you, I'm not narcissistic, Pasha, fuck you. <laughs> we all kind of have narcissistic traits, but it's not like the bad type of narcissism. It's just, you know, we, I think deep down we all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. We, we, we all want to be understood. And I don't think there's anything bad about that. I, th I think it's just a very human thing. I think that's just how we're able to connect. I think that's just, that's just what makes it crucial as a human experience. To actually be safe, to give yourself that permission to feel what you feel, to process through what you feel, to not feel any shame from it, to process and to move on and learn and see how you can be a better person from it. Something like that. <laughs> Sorry, I, I kind of have to like read the message that my client just sent me. Yes, I just hooked my feet behind the legs in the chair and faked it. Sometimes I wish she had left me there with the lights out and driven to my apartment and confiscated. <laughs> oh my god. That's such a feeling of giving complete control. I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, <laughs> let me drink my water. Let me hydrate. <laughs> mm. <sighs> oh, water is so fucking delicious. <sighs> That's another thing. Water just feels so much nicer. Like going through sobriety. Everything just feels nicer. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> as I as I was as I kind of mentioned, I was craving alcohol earlier. It's kind of gone away. Thank thank goodness. Who <laughs> I'm burping. Whew, I just tasted my burrito right now. <laughs> it's like burp that's so gross. <laughs> oh shit, it's almost like it's almost 20 minutes till 4 a.m. Yeah, I'm gonna have another messed up sleep cycle day, but that that's okay. At least I'm at least I'm expressing myself. At least I'm I'm chatting with clients right now and making some money through there and I'm I'm expressing myself and I'm just trying to do things that are gonna align with I don't know. I, we all have a purpose. I'm still trying to figure mine out. No, no, maybe I'm just plain stupid. I'm just I'm just procrastinating on my purpose. I know deep down I'm supposed to be writing a book i'm supposed to publish something and i will i'll find my ways but i just feel like i have this intense adhd not actual adhd but like something close to adhd on a soul level where it's just like i just keep getting distracted and you know i just do things that i i uh, i mean okay so let me check this phone sex operating thing is it in alignment with what i with my purpose uh, honestly straight up probably not but what i love about it is that yes i get to connect with people because i always try to set the intention that the clients that i'm going to run into are ones where i'm going to have a meaningful interaction with and it's going to be entertaining and I can always learn something. Like right now I'm fucking learning about forced feminization and I'm trying to understand the psychology behind it and trying to see like what does someone get from this. And it's just fascinating and just listening to people's stories about like what they've done, what they've been through. And it feels good at this given moment because, hey, at least I can work in the comfort of my own home. Same thing if I wanted to write a book. Shit, I can start doing that right now. I mean, I've been compiling a bunch of written work here and there, but it's 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 sloppy. It's fucking sloppy. And there's just some things that as I'm reading some of the stuff that I've written in the past, I'm like, ooh, ooh, child, are you sure you want to fucking put that out there? Because some of it is just so messy and so raw, and I bash people in in my writing. <laughs> some of it, I bash some people and. I don't really want to bash people at this point. All I want to bash people if they if they point blank period fucking deserve it. <laughs> because yes, there there's stupidity out there. There's pettiness and and shittiness and and stupidity out there that needs to be fucking called out. And I don't have a shame if I have to do that in some situations. But reading back on some of the things I've written, I'm like, damn, I just sound fucking salty right there. That's just something for me, for my eyes only. <laughs> <laughs> that I can look back at from time to time and just remind myself, wow, this is how low I can fucking stoop. <laughs> it's like a little reminder of like, mm -mm -mm. remember, you can get like that. <laughs> but at least 
But the cool thing is when you write it out, it's out. It's fucking out. It's, it's not in my head anymore. It's not fucking tormenting me anymore. So I know I'm supposed to be doing that deep down. I'm supposed to be expressing myself. From expressing myself, I want to make connections with people. I want some of my messages to, to reach people's hearts or entertain or, or both, whichever. I don't, I, don't, I don't mind if some of my messages offend. Well, I don't want to say offend, but, you know, they make people, you know, a little like, ugh, you know, challenge people. That's cool. I don't want to be liked by everyone. <laughs> I want to be heard. I want to be heard. I want to inspire. Um, yeah. Let me see. Sorry, I'm like reading through the messages. I'm like fucking um, multitasking right now. I'm multitasking a lot. Uh. <gasps> Fuck, I'm getting sleepy. I don't know. This is weird. I don't know if I'm actually sleepy or if it's just like I'm tired. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Oh, do you wear women's lingerie? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh. oh, gross. I'm cracking my toes right now. <laughs> This microphone picks up noise. I also turned on my heater. It's gotten a little cold right now. And I'm kind of losing focus and my, my brain is everywhere. I'm awake and I'm, I'm yawning too. And I, I I don't know. Maybe I should just take more NyQuil and just knock out that way. Wow, that, that sounds really <laughs> unhealthy. You know, I think NyQuil does have some alcohol in it. I do when I dress as a woman, yes. That's hot. <laughs> I just told someone that's hot that you wear lingerie. I kind of do think that's hot because I feel like it takes like a, a level of vulnerability and just fuck it. Why not? <laughs> I got some cute lingerie myself too. I should squat more. If I squat a little more, I'll feel a little bit more um, confident to put on very, very, very cute laundry. Sorry, I'm thinking out loud. I'm fucking thinking out loud. Hi, mom and dad. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to cut this podcast pretty soon. I guess it's just been another stream of consciousness. I'm almost two weeks sober. I'm feeling a lot better. I'm just processing through things. I get some really, really, really strong alcohol cravings. It, it gets overwhelming. It, it got very overwhelming earlier, and I felt ashamed about it. But hey, I was able to I was able to work through it, and now I'm not craving alcohol. I'm really happy. I'm able to just put on my headphones, put cl 
plug the microphone into my laptop and just just talk into it and, and record hit record and this this feels nice it, it kind of feels like a like an audio diary type thing you know i'm just streaming my consciousness it's thursday morning i intend to have a good day i intend to have meaningful interactions i'm gonna go do zumba way later on in the afternoon i just plan on making it through and staying sober and just maintain hope and work through things and always remind myself of who i am and that's pretty much it if you came to the end of this podcast thank you so fucking much for listening to me I just want to be heard sometimes, and I really appreciate that. If you're going through any trials and tribulations, may they be sorted out for you the best way possible and for the factors that surround you in your present condition. May everything just fall perfectly into peace. Perfect place, perfect peace, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) My brain's everywhere right now. Thank you so much. May you have a good morning, good evening, good whatever, whenever you're listening to this. Take care for now. I'll talk to you in the next one. Natalie out this bitch. Bye.